the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom, and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues, currently serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, Tampa, and Conexion is our Spanish-speaking congregation. So let's begin with a time of prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you. We thank you for this season, a beautiful season, a reminder of God's miracles in our lives. And so whether we celebrate Hanukkah or Christmas or both, uh, I pray that we would really sense the power of God within us. So, Lord, we you pray for a, a wonderful program today. We pray that it will touch hearts of people. We ask you, Lord, to minister to the people in Israel, Lord, and, and Gaza. And Lord, we just cry out to you for all the innocent people, Father. Uh, just protect them, Lord. But we do also pray for the elimination of Hamas, uh, Lord, as as... They just want to do evil and, and kill every Jew. So, Lord, we, we pray, Father, uh, for a, a great end of the year, that you would be exalted, and we bless you and thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. So, as it is the end of the year, if this program blesses you, please think of giving us an end-time gift, uh, an end-of-the-year gift. It would really help us pay for our radio bills. And also, we'd love for you to come and visit Shoresh David. You know, we're either Friday nights or Saturdays, and, and so we don't compete with church, right? And come and speak. Uh, come, come to us. We'd love to have you uh, involved in our services, bring visitors, especially Jewish people who don't know the Lord. And last week, we talked about Hanukkah and receiving our light from Yeshua, which he is our shamash or our shamash uh, on the menorah, the higher candle. And I mentioned that if we wanted to give ourselves a test in order to see whether we truly are a light, that we reflect the light of Yeshua, that our test, I believe, should be Galatians five twenty two and 23. It's a great test. And so let's go through 
that scripture right now, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, and look at ourselves and see if we are a light. Okay? Galatians 5, 22, 23 says, But the fruit of the Ruach, or the Spirit, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So, the works of the flesh sometimes seem overwhelming, both in us and around us. However, the fruit of the Spirit can always overcome the works of the flesh. Too often our thinking is about our flesh, the sins that so easily entangle us. We question ourselves, saying, how am I going to stop this sin in my life? If we believe that the fruit of the Spirit is greater than the works of the flesh, then we should be concentrating more on the fruit, not the flesh. Agree? I believe the fruit of the Spirit can be used as a test to see if we are truly walking in the light of Yeshua. Are we filled with light? As we examine the fruit of the Spirit, we can determine whether or not we display God's light to a dark and fleshly world. As we look at the word fruit, it can mean offspring or deed or action, result or profit. Usually, fruit is something that is identified as positive, something good. The fruit that we eat has several important characteristics that are similar to the fruit of the Spirit. Well, first of all, fruit isn't good because what it does, but it is good by just being, by just abiding. And we, too, are good by abiding in the Lord. Fruit's fragile, and we're fragile. (laughs) I mean, to be honest with you. Um, we are fragile. We, you know, we, a lot of things we feel attacked by. But fruit reproduces itself and we reproduce ourselves. Fruit is attractive and we are to be attractive and fruit nourishes and we are to nourish. So the nine fruit of the spirit are a result of repentance of turning away from our sinful ways, turning away from being self-absorbed and turning towards God's will and the good for our neighbor. Let's look at fruit number one. Fruit number one is love. Let's look at each fruit and understand that love is really the summary of all the fruit. You could say that the other eight fruit are just a description of love. The love of the Spirit is agape love. This is how God loves. He loves perfectly. People who are imperfect, people who make mistakes and sins, he loves us all. So this kind of love is a decision, not a reaction. And this should tell us immediately that the fruit of the Spirit know Love is a journey. We never get it perfect, but we always strive to get it better, even good. But this would be true 
for all the nine traits of God's Spirit. We never become a 10, so to speak, but are always struggling to get the highest score possible. My today's definition of love is the willingness to sacrifice myself and my desires for the sake of another. This kind of love is willing to set myself aside for someone else. Keep this definition in mind as we look at the other eight fruit. Notice the first time love is mentioned in Scripture is Genesis 22, 2. Then he said, Take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains about which I tell you. The willingness to sacrifice your son, you son, your son whom you love for God shows that you love God first and your obedience is an act of unconditional love. So in Galatians 5:19 to 21, we read about the deeds of the flesh. Now the deeds of the flesh are clear: sexual immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, witchcraft, hostility, strife, jealousy, rage, selfish ambition, dissension, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and things like these. All of these are a perversion of the love that is the fruit of the Spirit. In John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. One First Corinthians sixteen fourteen says, Let all that you do be done in love. So I believe that we need to sacrifice. Sacrifice our own will. Sacrifice those things that we want in order to bless God, and bless others, and that truly is love. And when we show that kind of agape love, our light is shining bright, okay? Secondly, joy, second fruit of the Spirit, and that's when we feel good. Our joy should come from the understanding that we are God's children, and he has poured out his grace on us. For this reason, joy is not based on our circumstances, but rather our relationship with God and the knowledge of his grace upon us. Psalm 1611 says, You make known to me the path of life. Abundance of joys are in your presence. Eternal pleasures are at your right hand. That says it all, doesn't it? Right? Yeah. Isaiah 61.10 says, I will greatly rejoice in Adonai. My soul will be joyful in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me in a robe of righteousness, like a bridegroom wearing a priestly turban, like a bride adorning herself with her jewels. Look, joy is something that we have on the inside, but people see it. People see it, yeah. John 5, uh, 15, 9 through 11, Just as the Father has loved me, 
I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be full. See, the joy of Yeshua through the obedience and love of God brings great joy and This is the joy that fills us up. And when you are showing others your joy, it encourages them, and they see your light. Third one, uh, third fruit is peace. Now, peace is freedom from anxiousness, living in harmony with God and with man. Peace requires safety and security, both physically and mentally. The peace of God eliminates fear and worry. Your heart is at rest because you trust in the Lord so great, and God's Spirit gives you peace. So the peace is derived from trusting God, not looking at the circumstances. Having peace in a storm truly is the peace that passes all understanding. People won't understand how you could have peace during such a difficult time. Romans 8, 6, For the mindset of the flesh is death, but the mindset of the ruach is life and shalom, or life and peace. John sixteen thirty one. Yeshua answered them, Do you now believe? Look, the hour is coming indeed, has come, when you will be scattered, each to his own, and you will abandon me. Yet I am not alone, because the Father is with me. These things I have spoken to you, so that in me you may have shalom, or peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You see how Trusting in God is a requirement to have that peace that passes all understanding. Some other scriptures, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, You keep in perfect peace one whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in Adonai forever, for the Lord Adonai is a rock of ages. Again, Scripture showing you the requirement of trusting. And finally, John fourteen twenty six. But the Helper, the Ruach HaKodesh, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of everything that I said to you. Shalom, or peace, I leave you. My shalom I give to you, but not as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled or afraid. So when we have peace for the, from the Lord, that is an important part of sharing our light. People sense that we are at peace, regardless of what's going on around us. The next fruit is patience or long-suffering. Patience means that you can have each fruit of the Spirit, even during times where people or situations are irritating. Do you have any of those irritating situations? If God has patience with us, 
So we should have patience with others. And again, sometimes um, instead of patience, the fruit is called long-suffering, which means that we can suffer for a long time and not get irritated. Romans 9:22 says now what if God willing to demonstrate his wrath and to make his power known endured with much patience vessels of wrath designed for destruction and what if he did so to make known the riches of his glory on vessels of mercy which he prepared beforehand for glory and we need to have that kind of mercy mercy so that we will have uh, the patience and the long-suffering. Look, patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. Patience might be part of the test for whether you are walking in God's light, but it sometimes is difficult to self-evaluate whether we really have patience. There's long-term patience and short-term patience. Evaluating our short-term patience would require us to look at our body language, our tone of voice, our facial expressions. Really, though, patience is, is maybe one of the harder of the fruit. But God wants us to have it. In Romans 12, 12, it says, Do not be lagging in zeal. Be fervent in spirit. Keep serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, enduring in distress. See, enduring, that's patience in distress. Persisting in prayer, contributing to the needs of the Kedushim, extending hospitality. Actually, this verse seems to explain how to be patient by focusing on the other things that are positive in our lives. Patience means we are long-tempered, not short-tempered, right? So truly, if we can have patience, we will be seen as having God's light. The next fruit is kindness. Now, I, I hope as I'm going through these various fruit that you are asking yourself, do I have this fruit? Is this because without this fruit, it'd be hard to be showing any kind of light. Now, kindness is so interesting. It's when you assist somebody in a friendly manner. You know, some people assist people, but they're not happy about it. And that's not kindness. Kindness is when you show that love, that friendly manner, even when you're doing something for them, not for yourself. That's kindness. Romans 2, 4, or do you belittle the riches of his kindness, God's kindness, and tolerance, and patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads you to repentance? Now, that's something I've thought about for a long time, this particular scripture, that it's God's kindness that leads you to repentance. Because if it's God's kindness that leads you to repentance, that would work for us, we, that our kindness would lead others maybe to repentance. What we can learn about being a light from God's kindness, often when you're upset with someone, we're not kind. Yet kindness 
might be the key to having that person say that they're sorry for what they did. Now, it might not be, but if it is, it's way better than having the fight, right? (laughs) However, our kindness is based on our love for God, and if it has a benefit, that too becomes a blessing. Ephesians 4.32, instead, be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Messiah also forgave you. So be kind to one another. When you're kind, people see your light because your kindness warms their heart. It just, it, you know, kindness just does something to us. We, we get a sense of, of the beauty of, of people when people are kind to us, you know. Um, goodness, that's also an interesting fruit. Goodness is doing the right thing when no one else is looking, right? And now, goodness can also be doing the right thing when somebody's looking, but even when nobody's looking, then you know that you have goodness in your heart. Second Thessalonians says, with this in mind, we pray for you constantly, that our God may consider you worthy of the calling and fulfill with power every good desire and work of faith. So that's what we want to see, that you, your calling will fulfill with power every good desire and work of faith. In Nahum 1.7, it says, The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. Goodness attracts people to you. In different, uh, difficult times, people will come to you for protection and shelter because your light of goodness is obvious to them. Isn't that nice? When people think you are good, they will, they're not afraid to come to you. Yeah. The next fruit is faithful. When one is faithful, they can be trusted and can be depended on. Certainly, this is a great attribute of God. God is faithful. In 1 Corinthians 1.9, it says, God is faithful through whom you were called into fellowship of his son, Yeshua, the Messiah, our Lord. We count on God's faithfulness, don't we? It says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Look, God's faithfulness is the miracle that there are Jews still left on this earth. That's part of God's faithfulness. It's, it's a testimony to who he is. It's the beauty of God is his faithfulness, that what he says, he does. Okay, we have a couple more left, and we're running out of time. So I'll tell you what, we'll finish this next week, and we'll make some connections to the fact that, look, the, the interesting thing is that when we have these fruits in our lives, that we have a light about us. People just want to be with us. They want, they're encouraged by us. They're nourished by us. They're strengthened by us. And so that's what having a light means. 
And during this time, this season, we all should have a light. All right. Well, listen, uh, as I said, next week we'll continue. Talk to your Jewish friends. Be a light to them. Share your burden for Israel. Share your burden for the Jewishness of your faith. It's a great time to share your faith. It's the end of the year. If this program blesses you, please share your faith and give us a, a, an offering, a, a gift to help us pay uh, for our radio bills. And also come visit us at Sharesh David, the various locations. Let's close in prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King. Oh, we love you and praise you. And we pray for all our listeners, Lord, that they will have a great end of the year. And may they grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. We pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.